Welcome to Sunday Brunch. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Sunday Brunch. I'm Nikki Gore. And I am Justine Smith. And this is our very first podcast together. It is. I'm so excited. And it's based off of the fact that when life was normal and we weren't in complete quarantine, we met up for Sunday Brunch. Yes, and we solved all of the world's problems. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> literally the world would be so much better off if we were meeting for Sunday brunch all of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, just to get started, let's do nutshell version of ourselves. Yeah. Who, who are we? I am Nikki. I am 31. I am single. I have no kids, no pets. I actively am hunting for a husband, <laughs> but at the same time have to find someone that actually thinks my insane schedule is sexy and can put up with the fact that I put thousands of things on my plate because I apparently can't say no. So. <laughs> well, that could be a good thing or a bad thing, couldn't it? Oh, it could definitely work out in his favor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Well, I am Justine. I am 48 years old. You which just is- celebrated a I did. It's very strange, this aging thing, because you don't uh, think of yourself in terms of age. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm perpetually 25, but thank God I'm not. I actually love being in my (laughs) 40s. Um, I've got two perfect angel children, two daughters uh, that are teenagers, and I don't know why they tolerate me. They are far superior to me in every way. I've got uh, two dogs who are assholes. Uh, They're both part chihuahua, so there's no winning that war. I feel like I've met your dogs once. Oh, they're terrible. I love them, but oh, God. Any Zoom meeting, any phone call, anytime I just even need to talk to you for five seconds to confirm something, there's an interruption by how annoying they are. Oh, tuna fish sandwich. Uh, She (laughs) barks at her own fart. Now, I just, they're they're great. They're the bane of my existence. I love love them. Oh, beyond. It has nothing to do with the absolute love and that you cherish them. It's just that they're as annoying as fuck. Oh, God, they kill me uh, softly. And I, too, am single. Um, Definitely not looking for a husband. Uh, (laughs) Did that once. Don't care to do it again. Yeah, I mean, you can keep going back to the circus and expect a different ride, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason I felt like it was important for us to put our relationship status right at the beginning of this is because at our last Sunday brunch that we attempted, we went into the dating world. And, like, especially with during the times of quarantine, how I have been facing virtual dating. Yeah. And how over this last couple of years, realizing that, like, meeting somebody the old-fashioned way, like, getting drunk at the bar like a proper lady game of pool and having them (laughs) rub up behind you and be like here baby let me show you how to shoot this stick like i miss that like that's not something that even happens outside of covid anymore because (laughs) being 31 and single without any children is an anomaly in the state of hawaii and it's intimidating i think to men at bars when i'm just sitting there and not with somebody you know what i mean sure sure i you know (laughs) i love it when you describe it because you're just so full of joy Right. And so I'm picturing that same scenario. And I would absolutely have elbowed somebody in the stomach if they came up behind me and touched me without my consent. Like Mm. my whole bar interaction was sitting at the bar, having a drink, eye contact and very subtly like, hey, what's up? But if you touch me, we're done. So oh, yeah, it's... well, they have to have good energy. Like, if they didn't have good energy, I would have, like, <laughs> you know, sicked an old uncle on them or something. But, like, if he was, That's like, amazing. cute and witty, I would you totally know where we be live, all about right? it. Like, you know where we're at. 
in the middle of the ocean with not a lot of options. Yes, no, I do understand that, which is why I had to submit to online dating over the last couple of years regardless, which I came up with rules for online dating. Like, don't meet up with someone unless the text message conversation in advance was at least somewhat enthralling. You You can't just do it off the looks of the book, like... They could be the looks cute, of the book, and it just doesn't work out because he wasn't able to funnily respond to me being like, "Have you solved any laws of the universe recently?" And they're like, "I don't understand what a law of the universe." I don't is. understand the question. Well, and I want to I want to preface all of this by saying it's not like I think I'm a big giant gem of a prize, right? So <laughs> it's not like I'm going, "Oh, I'm just too good for all of this." It, it's so, right, and I to tried be clear. to very much convince you. That because the days of dating in a bar, whether it be I'm allowing somebody to come up against me and, and show me how Ooh, to that's shoot what she said. some pool, yeah. or it being at the bar and just like making that eye contact kind of thing, doesn't really exist so much anymore. It just doesn't. Well, it doesn't for me anyway because I don't go to the bar anymore. I, I don't. I'm, I, again, I'm. That's not right. Which circles back to how do you plan on to meet a person if you're not going out and about, just like hanging out. That's, that's, I guess, my thought process. No, on totally. That, right? Well, but you also want to meet somebody, and I really don't like anybody. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way possible. I, I, I struggle. You know, this is what we were talking about is uh, I recognize where I am at in my life, and right now I don't have time to worry about another person. Mm. I'm worrying about, I'm thinking about me and what's best for me and what's best for my kids and my asshole dogs and so to add another person into that, it's, it overwhelms me even thinking about it, right? It's just not where I'm at. No, I think that's healthy. I think that's super healthy. <laughs> that's not usually a word used to describe me, but thank you so much. You're so welcome. And speaking of healthy, I did get hit on at a health food store. It's the first time I've been hit at. Hit at. Hit at. <laughs> hit, at. hit on in public in a real long time, like without it being... Just like going out kind of thing. And he was nice and he was kind and he was kind of witty. I wasn't into him. Yeah. But it was nice to have that attention, I guess, or believe that there are guys that are confident enough but not creepy because it wasn't creepy. Right, You know right. what I mean? See, I, you and I are in very different uh, situations. You're still young. You're still a hottie with a body. <laughs> you know, and, and that's awesome. But for me, I'm like, it's... It's something you you will experience, or maybe you won't. Maybe you will age so perfectly that, that this doesn't occur to you. But for uh, <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, but for me, as I aged and unfortunately got some health issues and and things changed for me physically, um, all of that stopped. Now here's the thing, it's been luxurious because I can go anywhere I want to. And nobody bothers me. It's like uh, <laughs> nobody's hitting on me. And occasionally, oh my, I have to tell you this. So um, I went to a meeting one night. This was down on Ali'i Drive in Kona. And I was walking to uh, another venue to meet up with another group of friends. And as I, and I was wearing a nice dress. It was like a, a network marketing thing I had been to. And then I was going to go have a couple drinks and listen to some music. Meet up with other friends. So I had on a nice dress. Yeah. And my boobs are big. And um, so it's, you know, it was a titty dress because that's because I like my boobs and I'm not ashamed of that. But I'm walking down Ali'i Drive and there's dude walking on the um, seawall and he's walking towards me. And he's a younger guy, probably late 20s, early 30s. Okay. And I see him and I'm like, just don't, dude. Like in my head, I was like, just please just walk by. Like this isn't where this is my space. Right. Did you put on the instant rejection bitch face? 
I, well, you... I always have that. Oh. I, I feel like um, that is not something I put on as opposed to take off. So, <laughs> so it's on. Okay, got oh, it. Oh, without question. And so I'm walking, and he looks down at me. He goes, hi. And my immediate gut response was, no! Like, that was my... <laughs> and even I was like, wow, Jay, maybe go have a glass of wine and calm down for a second. But, I mean, I just was like, I don't want this. Mm. Not high. You weren't, and it wasn't like like you would pass somebody and be like aloha. Or, you know, it's not. Right. You know the difference. He between, was specifically looking at your boobs and chose to say hi to you because of your boobs. Uh, he wanted a titty engage, and I, and I wasn't asking for it just because I wore a dress that showcased the fact that I have big breasts. That's not asking for it. I, I feel good in that dress, and yeah. I like that dress. And I don't dress to impress other people. I dress to feel good about myself. Um, which is why right now I'm wearing Cookie Monster velour pants over my romper. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't care. And uh, so yeah, I think that that becomes kind of a thing too. Like, well, what do you expect, Justine? You know what? I expect to be able to just live my fucking life. Yeah. Without having to entertain somebody else by walking. Yeah. You know? I don't know. No, I get it. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thoughts, please, and thank you. Okay, so mm, this is going to probably drop feminism back like 20 years or something or another, but I don't care. Uh, because the thing is, is I do, from time to time, very much enjoy that type of engagement. And I and remember... Okay. It's okay, of right? Of course it is, But there yes. are so many women who have criticized me because I've enjoyed a cat call. You know what I mean? Right. And, and And I do understand that maybe where the cat call is coming from is obviously not genuine. It is no. obviously hypersexualized. I am obviously have my tits out or my ass is out or I know I'm looking good and I dressed up to look good for myself not to get that cat call. But egotistically, I still enjoy the cat call. Interesting. See, I hate it. Yeah. I just want to be left alone. Mm. But that's also where I'm at. If I go, if for some reason I decide to go to a bar, and we we do perform at the bar, that's when I go, right? When we have a performance right. with tits and giggles, or I've got a comedy show that I'm doing. Um, obviously, we're out and we're out at the bar. If I so choose to engage with somebody, or I go, oh yeah, that's a good looking guy, mm -hmm. you know, or be like, what's up, you know, that sort of thing, and he's not interested. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. respect boundaries. What I don't appreciate is when I am clearly, and this has happened to us when we meet pre-show pre and we've got a lot to go over and I'm usually stressed with the oh, show. I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah, and we're sitting at the bar and some jabroni's like, <laughs> and they won't allow us to just be and do and we're clearly like okay thank you we've you acknowledged know. your existence now please let us be right and i agree i hate it when that happens and when, when a yeah. dude can't take a cue of i'm not interested and then continues to persist absolutely i 100 yeah. percent hate yeah. that i guess it's the fly by mini ego moment that for some reason gives me a self-confidence boost that i'm okay with well i support that and and very truly because you know we all have our things that make us feel sexy we all have our things that give us that ego boost mm -hmm. you know and if that works for you it doesn't work for me that's there's nothing wrong with either of those feelings or either of those things you know for me an ego boost is doing a show and having that response from the crowd that's still an ego boost oh, right are you kidding me but i've been acting in plays since i was 11 years old because of the i love the work that goes into it i oh, love developing yeah. characters but the applause oh, does not suck 
It does not suck. When you know you've done something that people have responded to in a positive way, I think that's it for me. To me, that is a it's coming from a negative place, mm-hmm. right? It's not somebody coming up to me at Island Naturals and being like, wow, you look really interesting or you are a really beautiful woman. Right. Would you like to have coffee sometime? It's very different to me than Scrub hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Like Trying that. to holla at me. <laughs> Please don't holla, holla, holla. I'm not... <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, I mean, I've definitely, I wouldn't say I'm 100% of the time turned on by all cat calls, but it is something that, like, <laughs> I, I, I hide that fact from most <gasps> of my friends mm, because I have very strong, beautiful, independent women who take care of themselves, take care of their kids, do what they need to do to hustle in life. And I'm definitely one of the only ones who's ever voiced an opinion in this in these beautiful group of women where I'm like, I just got catcalled at. <laughs> You're like stoked. Just made my nipples hard. And they're like, oh, I can't believe it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, me neither. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't mean it when I see. I don't think that's right either. I, I really don't. If you if that's something that, you know, there's nothing wrong. With, it's right. going to happen regardless. So. Right. You're you enjoy it. You're choosing to appreciate it. I hate it. So I'm like, I don't let it ruin my day. But I'm but I really at the end of the day, I just want to exist without feeling like I need to exist for men. Mm. Um, And and that just comes from growing up and kind of being used and abused. And sure, you know what I mean? It's that's my experience, though. And that's Mm. I it's not fair for me to expect you to feel the same way I do. It's I was thinking about this today. Bear with me on the drive here about common sense. Okay. No, let, <laughs> no, please. Yes, please. let me let, let me elaborate and then if we would like to discuss uh so I was thinking a lot about common sense and how everybody thinks they have it, which isn't true but which we... is not even possible. Um otherwise people wouldn't be screaming at each other on the internet. So, <laughs> case and point. Yeah. Um I was thinking a lot about common sense and where it actually comes from. Like I'm always like where is the root of this you know, of this feeling, of that feeling. And I really recognize that common sense comes from our own experiences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How we're raised, the things that have happened to us in our life. This is why, hey, this is common sense to me, but it's not to another person. But you can look at the other person and be like, how is this not common sense to you? How did you not grow up with this? How, how you- are you not applying this at this stage in your life? It's so yeah. obvious. Well, yeah, it's obvious to me mm-hmm. because I went through it or I experienced it or I was taught this, you know, and so how unfair it is for us to look at other people and be like, well, if you fucking had common sense, well, no, that's not. No, it's not common. It's actually not common sense. It's individual sense. Yeah. So it's not really fair to hate people for not having common sense when you can't. How do you get angry with somebody for having something they don't possess? Was this based off of something that had just happened? It, on your ride over or something? I've been thinking a lot about it anyway, but it was fr- it stemmed from an interaction I had on uh, Facebook, of course, where a woman um, had an opinion about something and was really nasty about it. Like mm. she did ever, she may as well have just called the other person a moron and spit on her. Like you know what I mean? It was, it was just that oh, vile. it was just just it was just nasty. Yep. It, and so I responded <laughs> because I actually had knowledge of the situation and I responded and I was like, oh, and by the way, it is possible to communicate without putting people down. And I haven't been back on Facebook to see if she responded, which I'm sure that she did. It uh, sounds like that's one of those types of people. It's a troll who feeds off of the energy of responding just to respond. Or 
everyone is an idiot, and if everybody just thought the way I thought, the world would be a better place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is the moron. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's not even possible. I may not, I, I find that my lack of patience comes from not understanding why the fuck people do what they do. Yeah. But it's also not my business why they do what they do. Which is the healthy balance and at least being able to understand that and move forward, right? Yeah. Like- it's like getting mad in traffic or getting mad at the way someone's driving. I can't control your idiot fucking ass. I have no control over this. So for me to get angry about it is uh, only hurting me. I was telling right? you before we got started today about how I have patience in life for the little, little people, and I have patience for the old, old people. But everywhere in between, and especially (laughs) when it comes to traffic, and that moron who didn't know how to signal, or why are you going 25 in a 45, I get I have yes. zero patience <laughs> for too. individuals like that. Like pull your shit together right yeah. now. What how do you exist in the world how if this is how you drive it this far? <laughs> but it's only hurting me. Like my right. like losing my mind hurts me and the, me making all of these gestures yeah, in the car. Really not, just exhausting myself. Just exhausting myself. Or burning calories. Why well, a dude I I think I still think about this was 2 years ago. We were at a red light and it turned green, and it happens to be a light um, that flips really quickly, and then you have to wait forever again. Right. Well, he didn't see that it had turned green. so I And I never honk my horn because I hate it. So I did a little boop, like because it, it was just about to turn. You would have thought that I threatened his family with... Oh, no. He was like, he'd speed up, and then he'd slam on his breath. Like, he was trying... And he was weaving back and forth. And I was like... And I so I started to laugh. <laughs> Which apparently, as he was looking in his rearview mirror, was not the proper risk. Because I was like, oh, my God, you're losing your mind. And I was just trying to let you know, hey, the light turned. Right. You, you, you just didn't see it. I, right. Like, I literally, it wasn't like a, Meh. it was more like a boop, you know, like, hey, hey, whatever you're doing right now, we can go. And, oh, no. But see, he took it as complete. Oh, oh he lost it. He yeah. lost his fucking mind. And luckily... He turned um, north on the highway and I had to go south to go home. But I was like, what could possibly the rest of your life be like when something actually happens in it? Isn't it interesting, though, that those moments imprint on us? Like, I can remember a moment in the Safeway parking lot where, like, I definitely turned out of the aisle knowing that the guy coming toward me was going to have to slow down. He also was driving in the middle of the lane. Of course. And could have moved over. But I remember specifically as he drove by my window, the stink eye of how upset he was (laughs) that he had to slow down for me to then maneuver even just to go over farther to the right. But his face is so visual. Like, I, I see every single scowling moment. And I apologize. I remember I went... I'm sorry, that was my bad. Like, I did that gesture, and, like, he, like, let his face go just a little bit at that small gesture. But had I not done that, guaranteed, he would have been so upset for the rest of his drive about this little chick who just had to make him slow down in the parking lot. But that is that happened two, three years ago? That's how fucked up this all is. But that's also us living in, like I was telling you earlier, we see things as, as we are. Not mm-hmm. as they actually are. And mm-hmm. so in my case, in my scenario, that man just assumed that I would, you know, how, whatever he is. There's no way for me to know what, what he assumed at the time. Oh, my God. Do you ever want to just be a vigilante, though, and follow them and then yes. either tell them why they were such a bad driver or try to find out their reasons as to why they made that decision? I think about this 
all the time. Oh, I, all the time I want to be a vigilante driver. And I've never actually done it. No, I won't. I won't because I don't trust other people. I, it's scary, but you don't know what someone else is. I mean, this man lost his goddamn mind. Right. So I don't know what he's capable of. But in my head, I feel like if they had an actual human interaction and like, you know, somebody who came up to them and was like, dude, I was just doing a boop boop because like the light turned green. If they would melt away and realize, hey, the world wasn't all about them. Oh, no. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet girl. Is that being idealistic? Is that me still being 31? <laughs> well, it, and is that me being so fucking tainted that I'm like, nope. You know, I never in a million would never ever in a million see it from years. my point of view. Yeah. Well, but is but then you got to look at it is is that person even in a space to hear you? Right. How often do are we so con- convinced of our own story right. that we can't even hear what someone else has to say? Right. And I've done it. You know, I've been so um, I unfortunately it's happened with my ex-husband, of course. I There's so much there. There's so much baggage there. It's very difficult for me to hear him mm. because I'm immediately like. I'm ready to, you know, so much of that relationship was ready to rumble. Right. Um, that that doesn't go away. You know, it's so unfortunate, though, because yeah. I immediately thought of the theme song. I'm like, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's not how it goes, but in my head it does. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Did you just, let's get ready to rumble and then throw in the right stuff by New Kids on the Block? <laughs> yes, okay. I was Nope. And in my I head, love it. It sounded like a lot of fun. I was like, oh, but it's not a lot of fun because like she means let's get ready to rumble like in a like not good argument between two people kind of yeah. way. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, wait, what song no. am I singing? Yeah, that's the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Moving on. <laughs> I think, you know, just being aware and I've been someone actually was great the other day and and offered me a new perspective. And of course, I came at a little defensively initially. What was um, it? Um, I had made a post on Facebook about something I had observed being out. And apparently one of the people involved follows my comedy page. Oh, OK. Right. And so they saw they knew it was about I'd never I didn't know who these people were. I didn't call out anybody names. I didn't, or I didn't call. You just observed an event and wrote about it. I observed an event and I wrote about it. And I was like, do you please tell me you see the hypocrisy in the situation and how ridiculous this is? Well, one of the girls that was involved, who I didn't know, messaged me, private messaged me. And she was like, I just want you to know where we were coming from. And I... It was great. And I initially wrote back and I'm like, I understand that. But this is where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, we are whether you like to wear a mask or you don't like to wear a mask right now, it's the law. So, yes, it either sucks or it doesn't suck for you. That doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. It's the law. I don't want to see a place get shut down because they're not enforcing the law. Like these people are very lucky that it was me. Right. And not somebody who is taking pictures and calling it and out. Ca- exactly, and because people will things. will do that, oh, right? Oh, it's not will; it is. It that is. is happening. Exactly, and it would make me very sad yeah. to see you know people get in trouble or, or someone contribute to someone else's you know the loss of their business. Anyway, but just talking about it, and I said, you know, I said I really, I I said thank you for reaching out. I said it's very apparent to me as a person that. Because of my 30 years in customer service and the fact that even the worst customer in a dining establishment is treated with more respect than the best server, 
I immediately. Oh, that's a fucking Oh, it's the truth. It's the most toxic uh, environment Ooh. I've ever worked in in my life. But it's great money, and some I've made some of my best friends, right? And I, oh, I, I didn't get hate, you. yeah, I didn't hate the job. Um, you know, it got me through, especially as a single mom. And but it's it's extremely toxic, and oh, totally. we are looked down upon not only by owners and management, but customers. You oh, know, yeah. we are, we are less, yeah, we're less than staff. We're you bring me my food exactly. And you better bring it right, or I'm going to send it back 18 times. And even if I didn't ask for it this way the first five times. Exactly. Even though I don't understand that I don't have ahi tuna in the Atlantic Ocean. So <laughs> that was a thing. So anyway, so I said, I have um, an extreme bias when I see things happen in restaurants. It's almost like a PTSD response where my immediate assumption is the customers are being shitbags again mm -hmm. because I lived that life for 30 years right. and people will do things that are so horrific and and a lot of them are really proud of it like mm. they'll go in and they'll treat someone poorly and it makes them feel good right uh, to do that and so that's where I said that's where my mentality immediately goes I said now that wasn't fair that wasn't what your family did you there, there was still an issue there for sure but they weren't doing it as a I'm above anything or I'm mm. better than this establishment. And so I, I thanked her for reminding me of that darkness inside of me, of that space that I would like to heal. Because I don't want to constantly be out in public and just assume everybody is terrible. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's important, I think, to look at those those darknesses and, and how am I really seeing this? Is this me or is this legit or can I have some more patience can I have can I start thinking like you do um and just have a little more kindness mm -hmm. not just immediately assume the worst which I do based again right. there's my that's my common sense that's what I have learned doing that job for as long as I did it and I think circling back on that of of how I asked you about, do you ever want to be a vigilante and and go chase down these cars? Right? Every day of my life. And my immediate response is thinking, if I explain it from my point of view, that they will get it and melt in my kindness. And I think that comes from my experience. Like I was a mediator in high school and like took that on with diff like different approaches and anthropology and, and melting into different cultures and like right. going about it from this person's perspective yes. and meeting them somewhere in the middle. Where I think I've had more in my life of me bringing things to people's attention in a kind soft way where they started to see the nugget of it right where the maybe they didn't get it right away but you could tell that there was something that got laid there right now totally. in with them that could help them see a similar situation in the future differently and i think i've always been so bright and shiny in thinking that way with people and has it slapped me in the face oh yeah multiple times have i had that just kick me in the ass where i thought you're gonna be a better person because i'm gonna tell you this my my perspective right now <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't happen then i get sad and depressed and i go down a wormhole of like <laughs> i don't understand can like... open worms everywhere right <laughs> but i do believe that that little nugget even if i'm not seeing it and i'm sitting in my depressed wormhole um that in the future my words may have helped make positive action happen so it's worth the time to either get that little slap in the face or have that moment happen you know what i i um i would still though personally like to come at it from your angle and be completely fine when the other people 
don't can't hear me or don't right. respond. That is what I'm working on right now because at the end of the day, I want to control the vibe and not be controlled by the vibe, mm-hmm. right? So even if someone is angry and li- angry at me and I'm like, well, I don't even know what the fuck I did. You know, that happens to me all the time. The shit I get blamed for is astounding. Um, but still just be okay with that and, yeah. and be okay with them not wanting to hear my side of it. And, you know, my desire to not fix myself because we're not broken. We're people. Mm. We're, we're fucking human and humans are terrible. So <laughs> see, immediately. And I'm like, but we're not. There's so much turn for good. There is. There is. You are you are so right about that. It's patience, though. It is. What does it all boil down to is that patience is bitter, but the freaking fruit that it produces can be sweet. It could be a pomegranate. But, like, it can. Love pomegranate. Yep. I do, too. I had this conversation the other day with someone trying to tell me that they were too bitter. And I was like, you maybe have just never had a good pomegranate. That is possible. But anyhow, that is why I used it as the example of the fruit. Yeah. I also feel that way about oranges sometimes. Like if they're too bitter, then they're just like, or they're just like not sweet enough. You know? Not sweet enough. It's yeah. not good. But <laughs> patience However, for it to turn to be sweet is the is the point then, right? Like, totally. And I think, you know, your your vibe attracts your tribe. Ugh, right? So, so much. It really does. Oh, well. That was a lot. I think we just solved all the world's problems. That's what we do. That's what we do here on Sunday Brunch. Yeah. I'm Nikki Gore. And I'm Justine Smith. Talk to you next time. Latest.